Watching it backward, he ain't seen it before. What will he find out? Turns out shows are kind of boring backward, but that's okay. We're gonna keep doing this weird fucking podcast anyway. We're recording. Cool. Here it is. Hi. All right. We watched Sons of the Harpy. Wait, which is, is that a, what this episode was called? Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is an episode in the Game of Thrones television show. Season five, episode four. Also watching, but backwards. Yeah. For those of us just joining us, you picked a really weird episode to pick up in the middle of, but <laughs> yeah. Hi. Welcome. Hello. One, the one person doing that. If you've never listened to the podcast before, here's everything you need to know. About four years ago, I <laughs> fell into a dimensional portal behind a burger. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. No. Shit. <laughs> Wrong, wrong one. Well, um, let me see. This episode, let me see if I can jump to some main points here, like I've been liking to do recently, yeah. you know? Hit me with your mains, your main points. Okay, so there was this- Hit me there with was your a... main points. <laughs> do, do. Why don't you hit me with your, ba- your main points? Your main points. <laughs> yeah. um, Nailed it. Chris and I had a moment where- we have these moments every once in a while where I just like, I just shout, what? Like, what? Is this happening right now? Type of thing. And this episode was the, what? This whole High Sparrow thing starts now, huh? This yeah. is all, this is all a new plot. <laughs> yeah. Accelerates it escalates, quickly. Yo, yeah. This is fascinating because From zero like, to fucking 60. When you're watching forward, yeah it's just like a new you probably sense things are maybe coming to fruition soon with these directions but then you i don't know yeah it's just weird like when you're watching this when you when you saw this happen forward like Mm -hmm. what did it feel like it came out of something or was it sort of i'm trying to so the high sparrow is a character like he like he's not like introduced this episode yeah or, sure sure so I, I think there's a bit of build-up and i've also think like watching like I, I, this is something i've learned watching this this backwards is that like you are so caught up like when you're watching it forwards in the what is going to happen next oh my god because they end on those cliffhangers all the time yeah yeah um is this like they ended like on, on barristan being killed and right. it's like you're so caught up, like oh my god what's gonna happen next that you i, I think the, like the quick acceleration is is lost on your forward watch because okay. you're you are you're so thought you're so you're so caught in the next episode mindset that yeah you don't reflect as much and when you're watching it backward for especially for the first time seeing any of this stuff like I've said like all I've seen is what all of this results in mm-hmm. and so then when you see how simplistic the start is yeah. then you're just like oh you always build a better backstory in your head yeah 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 it's just like whoa so you mean like literally he's just sort of brought to council with Cersei and then she's just like hey I have an idea this would be kind of fun I'm gonna fun. give you a fuck ton of weapons and then like literally instantly her it starts little, to yeah. happen her, and own then, her, her own little Mujahideen she just sets loose on the city and then it, it blows up so fast on her <laughs> like like that that grenade goes off pretty quick and yeah, they're, they're, they're like and it's z- like the next episode that she's like oh shit i made a mistake yeah it's it's zero to forehead carving like real real yeah. fast yeah. yeah i mean literally, literally it's a scene change <laughs> yeah he's like what if i gave you swords and it was like soon <laughs> there's guys with swords which that brings me to <laughs> I don't know who that kind of guy, that boy is that's being carved, but I've seen him before. Yes. And I've seen that he ends up being sort of a crucial part of all of it, but I don't really remember why. He is the one that winds up um, chasing some stab children down into the darkness and then lighting the explosion. So Uh, he like does the whole... But Dude, he's yes. well. He doesn't really light it, but he sees the candles burning down towards. He's the your thing. POV yeah. into that explosion when yeah. he gets all stabbed up, and then he's crawling, and then he's like, "Uh oh!" 
And yeah, because yeah. he is he trying to stop it at that point? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's trying, because, he's, like, he's, trying, he's trying to blow it out, but he can't. Oh, that's right, because he he doesn't want that to happen yeah. because he is with the sparrow. So I got the sense watching this stuff that he joined the fanatics in order to enact some sort of revenge on Yes, do you remember what his what his name is? I don't. It's Lancel Lannister. Oh. He is a Lannister. <laughs> well, it's funny cuz I I'm like watching these this moment where he's be it, like when when a show when a show depicts characters that have any kind of importance to the audience, it like behaves differently. And the, yeah. like you can watch yep. those you can watch how the show does that outside of the context they of get knowing to be anything. in the middle of the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, like it, it's like the other characters it shows okay like if you're not a normal like this is all just like shit that you i take for granted i guess until i'm watching something backward like if you're a side character that has little importance you don't get to see other characters reacting to you to that character like you don't get to see cutaway shots to reactions to that person because no one cares but like <laughs> but like when you're seeing a new character and then you're seeing other people pay close attention to them and like the, the the editing takes care to like actually cut away and show someone's reaction to what they just said then you're like oh okay uh... this person's this person's important like <laughs> it's just like like i don't know who this guy is i kind of don't remember him <laughs> but i think think he must be important because they keep acting like he's important like the camera moves kind of slow around him <laughs> like, like yeah i don't know I, like little things like that I'm, I'm starting to realize like oh okay the show behaves di- like literally the mechanics of the editing and things start to kind of slow down around this character mm. and then when it's panning over that background character it's just they're in the background mm-hmm. there like like those horses the horses in that scene mm-hmm. where they were like cuddling and I was like, that's nice. And then someone gets like their head stabbed in the sand. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, horses are just being cute in the background. <laughs> sneaking around like they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some <laughs> nice we, horse sneaking in this we episode. We did get a several horses sneak up on somebody <laughs> again. <laughs> I love those sneaky horses. <laughs> Rolling 20 sneak on horse. Um. So, yeah. I mean, that that's some interesting stuff. Another thing. In a note that's similar to that vein of like watching how the show just treats people um because yeah because watching it backward i don't really know the importance of some things but i can tell based on just how the show is behaving but like another another thing that i've I brought up before but i think the the music is just much more dynamic and interesting in this episode and like most of this season mm-hmm. like it the later episode or the later seasons you could tell the Romani or whatever the the composer has to like he can kind of hide behind the epic nature of the culminating story of the final season Mm -hmm. and he could use these grand themes that have been developed throughout the series as just like standalone pieces that pack a lot of punch so it's like oh cool we have the game of thrones melody and it we're culminating the whole show's finishing so we can just use that melody all the time and it feels epic because it's all ending and everyone knows that it's like that weight is Mm -hmm. there where like now there isn't that weight in season five because it's not like it's 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 big but it's not like reach these epic you're in like the you're in the smack middle of the story so and that's it actually brings me to weirdly it brings me back to like the the whole Star Wars thing, because I was talking to Olin about like rewatching A New Hope, and it was interesting because you're like, the music, watching the first time like Luke's theme is played, it's really interesting because it's like kind of epic and it's got this like the the composer, obviously had built in this sort of like epic nature to a character who could have just ended up being a laugh, a laughing stock of a movie where everyone just was like, this sucks. But because the composer did that work, it's only Mark Hamill's not a natural action. hero. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm imagining every time that there's like a close up on Luke, you know, like, you know, his, his scorched aunt and uncle's corpses in the sand and it just zooms in on him. And it's like, (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
but but like because because John Williams does the thing he does, which is he composes a melody for each character and he puts time into like actually capturing the character like because he did that work early on, then later when it became this epic saga, they have material to work with. And it's like kind of brilliant because you can't you just have to do that work early on and if it mm. if you don't then it doesn't pay off later. That's interesting. I wonder how much of the success of Star Wars owes solely to the Imperial March. Uh, well, I mean John Williams is carrying the movie. Uh, Industrial Light and Magic is is doing a fair show. No, it does lifting, though. But... Like the music really yeah. does a yeah. lot of yeah. work and it and that's where I guess I'm saying it's like it's just you have to give credit to that. Like you, Kurt, you, who uh, two part question. One, who is your favorite film composer? Oh, I don't Ooh. know. Really? I thought you'd have a ready answer for that, for sure. I mean... It's like one of those, like, you have, like, a top section, yeah, and you're not trying to pick one. For the most part, I've mostly just paid attention to the... Uh, All right, what's your what's your favorite film score? Yeah, I don't know. That might be Damn. even more tricky. But pick like some favorites, Kurt. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, like, I've always liked the Johan Johansson work with uh what's his name the guy that did blade runner 2049 i that movie came to mind yeah he didn't score that but he scored all of his other films okay uh you're talking <laughs> villain villain new yeah, yeah so he works with that never, same. there's so many extra letters honestly I, it comes to mind like i usually like it when one composer works with the same director yeah. all the time so i love like trent reznor and uh fincher pair okay. i like the uh johnny greenwood and uh pt anderson pair like i like that type yeah. of like people just grow to trust this composer but honestly i like john williams like people give him shit and they make it seem like he's just generic and easy but he he like composes yeah. with a craft that a lot of people don't i mean orchestras like crack out john williams concerts because they like him those yeah, are it's fun to play. Like, <laughs> yeah. like if you listen to Harry Potter, like yeah. the main themes and shit, like the mm -hmm. performances are hard. Like, they, yeah. the, they are doing crazy things, and like, so yeah, there's something about John Williams where he like does this work to do sort of this neo romantic like operatic thing with like the light motifs, where like there are themes that are developed for each intricate little plot. Point, and then you can what's cool about that is then when there's a complex scene where there's a bunch of complex interactions with characters then the music can literally bring all of those themes in and make a very complex piece of music it's like it, it's just like a craft that is not super common anymore like like the score uh Hans Zimmer is like one of my favorite composers to hate because like <laughs> it, he just he, first of all it's not that he composes with a keyboard and then like just puts the MIDI to sheet music and has like mm -hmm. interns do all the hard stuff. It's just that because I honestly that's how I compose. Like a that lot of sense. a lot it of contemporary like composers compose, compose yeah. with just like you know using keyboards and sort of improving and then it's like structuring getting mad at it. typing on a computer. Yeah, like or yeah. yeah, it's just it's 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 like sort of improvising and then turning that into something later using your brain and yeah. in a different way and that's cool and that's what a lot of composers did in the past too is just to romanticize the process of like yeah. writing straight to paper but it's just like god damn like he he made the very revolutionary score for that uh big Christopher Nolan war movie but it was just like it was like borderline experimental music that happened a hundred years ago you know, not a hundred years ago but like 50 years ago people were making more crazy music than that and yet it was being lauded as like the most bizarre score because it was right. using like found sound and i'm like yeah it's cool but he just got paid a shit ton of money to basically do a bunch of whirring motors and then <laughs> it's like and then people shit on john williams for Kurt's having like, a I fucking crap i, I would have done that for half the price <laughs> but yeah it's like well honestly i do like it like I, if I go to a theater and I see a, a score that I could have done, it does kind of make me mad because I'm not <laughs> the best, and I'm, you know, it's just like, yeah, goddamn, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Somebody the got paid for this, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, exactly. Like people crap on John Williams, and it's just like, but he actually is doing really complex things. It might um, be old fashioned sounding, yeah. but it yeah. is like a real craft. Part two know. of this question, yeah. We've seen with Star Wars how what might otherwise be kind of a cheesy movie 
uh, really, really gains a lot of, of gravitas from a good score. Yeah. How do you feel a shitty comedy would fare with like a really, really, really good John Williams style orchestral <laughs> score? How do you think an audience would receive such a movie? Like I'm talking him. like Waterboy, but it has <laughs> like a fucking like sweet from I don't something. No, <laughs> because it, you're basically suggesting that the 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 writing isn't um, isn't doing it on purpose. Like it just so happens to have like a crazy orchestral great score. Because if it's if it's if it's written in in the the writer is doing that sort of like in uh like very uh self-aware kind of humor then i feel like it has to be reflected in the writing and then it's probably great like like they're, they're, i feel like to make that decision you have to be working on like an actually good comedy yeah well I guess what, I'm, what i'm imagining in my head is like something like Waterboy. You yeah know, probably it's a zach galifianakis movie okay uh it's it's got you know Patton oswalt in it for some reason and then the score for this ridiculous movie is John Williams, like really do like putting in his best. Yeah. Wait, did he do? Did he do Blazing Saddles? I have no idea. Let me look it up. Yeah, I was, I was like, because so, so this like, movie exists, is what you're telling me. Well, yeah, like I, yeah, I mean, like I think, yeah, it just depends. I mean, you, no, you could music, music by John Morris. You could argue that Blazing Saddles type of film is is like. You know, it's it's like a sort of a higher satire comedy art type of I thing. But don't I, agree. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't seen it. I don't know if I've seen it, but I know yeah. that like people regard that and like yeah, whatever. This, else, like I love Blazing Saddles, Spaceballs. Yeah. You know, oh, Men okay. in Tights. Like yeah, they're, yeah. they're all very very good, but they're all the same genre. Yeah, and mm. it's just I, like I, reskinning. Well, I don't have any particular airplane. reverence for it. This yeah. like um, Mel Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks and, and this Bob Moore or John Morris did a bunch of their stuff together. Like he did the hey, music for the go. producers. Yeah. Maybe I'll love for him. Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles. But now I want John Williams to do John Morris's job there and make like yeah. a really really <laughs> memorable, like incredible. It might Emmy just winning well, score. It might completely change it's, the tone to the point where it feels like weird high art. Like right. like, well, just like actually, what am I watching? That's, it's funny. That's I'm, I'm thinking yeah. about like all of the movies that John Williams has elevated. Yeah. And like I just have like oh Jaws like you can't think yeah. about Jaws without thinking of the dun dun yeah that's well, actually the thing I remember about that even right yeah even if you take it to the other direction with like Halloween and John Carpenter like that is a super minimalist very easy to compose film score right like it it, it is not complex and it's not even complex on like a sort of minimal but so minimal that it had to have been incredibly academic and like there had to have been a lot of work to do it like i literally think it was like john carpenter sat down on some synths and was like and it was cool and it's it's great like i love it but at the same time it elevated like people watched that movie without a score and were they were just like this is dumb it's not scary and it's i just don't get it and then like with the score it's like oh cool this is like really unnerving and creepy yeah. and yeah it's just music is important i guess yeah very much <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like music is important <clears throat> if you if you if you ever want to demonstrate the importance of of music for setting tone Turn the volume up on your car radio yeah. all the way. Unroll your windows. Put on the Jaws theme and slowly inch toward a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done this a few times and it's great fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get back into it. Let's see what else we got here. Um, <laughs> I might have misheard something, but did Stannis say that he, did the red lady tell Stannis to not lose faith not to set her aside and she was saying something like he he had set his faith in someone else and like cast her away yeah. was that Jorah or Loras you're 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 the one you confuse um Jorah for all the time Davos Sir Davos so she she was trusted, one of the sirs. she trusted Davos over him okay where the hell was he her. today Davos has been. I don't know where was he today. Oh yeah, yeah. just he's just not conveniently in the show. away. Yeah, he's just yeah wasn't wasn't Eating necessary to the plot. Yeah. yeah, he's off doing Davos stuff. But yeah, there's like there's definitely a power struggle like advisor wise between the two of them. Speaking of though, like the Red Lady, does she have the literal ability to brainwash people with her like 
she has like a sort of seduction power or is it just sort of seduction? I think that's just regular seduction. seduction. Okay. No, she's just hot. Yeah. That's okay. really, that's yeah. a, because <laughs> I, well, I, the reason I ask is because the moment where he, she's trying to seduce John feels like, uh, like obviously it could just be seduction, but then when you, it's followed up by a scene where Stannis is talking to his daughter and telling her about how he has done all of this stuff to protect her and to save her from her sickness. Mm -hmm. And then I know that in the next like two or three episodes, she gets burned on a pyre yeah. for the lady, which I know that that was because she had, she had basically convinced him that that's the way to win the war or, you know, to take Winterfell or whatever. But it just seems like, yeah, it's just hard for me to imagine that Stannis was wooed based on pure seduction and religious fear mongering. I think more it's because it's not he doesn't he's not really a he doesn't have religious fervor, but he does I think believe she has powers, which yeah, I mean she brings John back to life. So yeah, she, she does have powers. So it's it's one of those like because like Stannis is I think been been a pretty good dad right up right up until he is not. Yeah, which he he just like he literally lays out to me exactly what he's done yeah. to be a great dad, yeah. and I'm yeah, like, what yeah. is where's this go? I love you, and I've done everything I can for you. I want to do right by you as my kid, but. Uh, yeah, boob lady says I gotta, <laughs> I gotta kill you. This yeah. this this is one of those like because this this part hasn't happened in the book. Okay, like the mm. bur- burning Shireen is not is not a thing yet. Again, like John's John's not back to life yet. So oh, that's oh I keep forgetting that that's um, the split. Damn. I don't yeah because he's not yeah all of that's not happened yet. I don't think so. I don't know if this is like a show creation because they're like well we have to we have to murder some people. Um, but a lot of our main characters are in places that we can't murder them yet, so we're we're gonna kill this person off to shock you. Nah. I, don't, I don't know if it's that kind of decision or because it doesn't. Or did they did they ask the writer and he was like, yeah, I'm gonna this is gonna happen. They didn't. They have not consulted, <clears throat> or they did. They stopped consulting with um, George Martin. I think post season three. Okay. Like they oh, used wow. to like work with him <laughs> and then they stopped. Okay. 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 Um. So I. I'm wondering because like it's not like it really it doesn't fit his character. I don't think. Yeah. Um, based on what you're seeing now, mm-hmm. it doesn't really go anywhere with his character arc, other than like because like he dies immediately afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no no nobody really learns any lessons. Um, yeah. Except for Mel, who kind of learns that she doesn't have powers, but then she does because she brings John back to life and lights everyone's swords on fire and everything. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So I don't know if, but then if that, that, the sword lighting results in nothing. It, yeah, it does, does jack shit. Like it literally, all of the red ladies plot results in nothing. Is this yeah. like some John, artful, John didn't even need to come back. Is it an artful statement in the like literal? There is no point to anything. Is that what this show Dude, is about? I, right. You're giving them way what, too much credit. What if the Lord of Light had her burn Shireen? Not as anything to do with the war, but because her Just, disease was dormant and was yeah. going to flare back up and, and become contagious. Is, yeah. yeah, and he was like, "Oh, oh, uh, 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 uh. plague containment." <laughs> that was close. Almost every. And then yeah. the Lord of Light went back to sleep. Yeah. That was close. <laughs> All the main characters almost got grayscale. Yeah, which doesn't matter because it's curable anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just stab at it a little bit. Yeah, like what? No one's thought to just cut it off already. <laughs> well. Well, it's it's very unpleasant, Olin. Well, it seems like, like have you the, ever the cut procedure, off a chunk of skin? The, they they talk about it a little bit because it seems like that procedure was done a couple times and mm. probably fudged a couple times, and they were like too dangerous. We're not doing it anymore. Yeah, mm. yeah they definitely scale. You're fucked. Yeah, yeah, they like put it in a book that's in the uh, yeah. forbidden section. Yep, <laughs> like lock this up on <laughs> a giant chain. <laughs> um. I get like a little bit of Sansa and Peter Baelish, which was kind of nice because I, I haven't had like a lot of moments with Baelish to really set mm. up like his, I don't know, just like I haven't seen him interact with a lot of characters other than Sansa and it's all like cryptic. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is cryptic too, I think, but it's- But it's cryptic and creepy. It's it's cryptic, And creepy, it's in a crypt, a creepy crypt. And it's yeah. in a crypt. And he's basically seeming to give her- a, uh, assurance that she'll be fine like he can leave her with these evil Boltons yeah. and she'll be okay because even if everything sucks she'll figure out how to rise up through humanity's uh, interest in living or something yeah it's just like yeah, you'll you'll figure it out people rise out of everything 
Yeah, which is yeah. like really unsettling to hear. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you'd be, you, you'd be surprised what people will do to survive. You'll be fine. <laughs> like, uh, fuck. Yeah, cl- clearly underestimated how terrible the Boltons were. Well, in this moment, it basically made it seem as if there's a potential that uh, Ramsey is kind of a sweet kid with a bad dad. Like, like their yeah, conversation, he's just sort of like, yeah, her, his dad's pretty scary, so be careful around him. Yeah, it's like, like no, the the dad seems fine compared yeah. in comparison. I'll be interested to see what kind of interactions with, Baelish has with uh, Bol- uh, Ramsey. With, with the way the reveals have been going for you this season, the very next episode you watch will open with uh, like a ten year old Ramsey Bolton yeah, yeah, yeah. somehow, <laughs> who just like has a sailor suit and a big lollipop. The end of this next episode is going to be yeah. ten years later. <laughs> He's just sweet as pie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're exactly right. Yeah, like that. A lot of these re- reveals have just been like full on what? Like this episode? How? Um, yeah. What's the next? The next episode is titled High Sparrow, though. So, oh yeah, interesting. So who know who knows what you'll get? Um, let's see. Do 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 do. No, no, it's it's do 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 do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, we watched it for a while now. I get to see a lot of boats and like. Uh, one thing I mentioned to Chris was it was kind of it's kind of nice to see, um like smaller it's the same with the music type of mm-hmm. thing where it's like like everything's just getting a little bit more intimate and close it's close it's slowing down for you yeah and like like there's like moments where they're just in the boat talking or like or battles even like there's like a fight and it's just like a couple people fighting and it's not like it's not in the scheme of this bigger war mm-hmm. type of thing it's just like there's just like a small skirmish happening yeah. or yeah it's just like not you're every- you're finally getting to see people travel to places instead of just teleporting to places yeah exactly which is nice i'm i'm starting to get you know fall in line with everything um there's like this moment where i see nim and obara finally join up with the dornish revolutionaries or whatever mm-hmm. which i don't really know what their goal is other than to just like from listening to their rhetoric, it's basically just like everything's peaceful, but it's also bullshit. <laughs> so let's be like violent and actually overthrow something and make a change for once. That's kind of the vibe I get from them. Who do you think? But I'm also watching it backward. Yeah. And be fair. <laughs> Who do you think Oberon is? Oberon is the king of Dorne, right? No, like like you no. mean the current king of Dorne? Yeah. No, no, no. 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 That's uh, um Who's that? Have I I've seen him. You've I've seen, seen him. him. He's the one die. with the wheelchair. I can't remember what his name is. Dr. Bashir. Prince something or okay. other. He's a prince, prince. Oberyn is the... Alexander Sadiq in real life. Yeah. Such a good actor. They did nothing I, with him. I like him. I don't know who Oberyn mm. is. Do, have I I've heard enough about him to probably know. Um is he the was he was he so he was once king as as you've sort of given away just now have i though well have i, I? <laughs> <laughs> just just ask me a couple more times and i will maybe think no um so in maybe he was overthrown by the current establishment and um she was maybe queen maybe that's her husband i think they mentioned that they were together these two did i write anything down that was worth anything <laughs> i wrote nim and obara and other dornish ladies trying to start a war ca- caught the smuggler who brought jamie and Braun in and yeah, yeah i don't know just trying to change things so there's there's, there's a lesson in that scene don't snitch yeah, or you just get speared while horses are being cute in the background. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, when it, that's what the the moral to this whole show is that there's sometimes cute things happening and sometimes awful things happen, mm-hmm. but none of it matters. <laughs> sometimes they happen concurrently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I get the sense that Oberyn. I'm gonna guess Oberyn was take like a, a romantic partner with this uh, woman, but they were also maybe king and queen of Dorne and then they were overthrown 
by this new regime and then uh that's why that's why she and then she's like trying to start some sort of revolution to bring them back in or something i don't know something like that <laughs> Dan, what do you think what do you think chris i mean i think that backwards time will tell okay. yeah okay. <laughs> Um, You'll learn. Also, this was the first time that Tyrion has spoken to Jorah. From in, unless he was just really drunk. I, I get the sense that they met at this brothel, and then shit goes down at the brothel, mm. and then, and then Jorah kidnaps Tyrion, and then he like sort of drunken, like wakes up out of a drunken stupor and doesn't really remember much. He seems to be like trying to re- recollect like <clears throat> things that they went through. I don't know. Okay, that's my vibes on this on this whole Tyrion Jorah thing. Um, and then I do get a little bit. I mean, I already knew Jorah was a spy for, but I I think this is the first time I've like put it together that it was for Varys. Although I'm having trouble putting together who Varys and Tyrion serve. They they serve the people. I mean, he Tyrion used to be part of. Um. King's Landing mm-hmm. in Co. And then so was Varys, I guess. Varys serves <clears throat> King's Landing folk. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those um Okay. They were they were all together there <clears throat> and then stuff happened. Okay. So so <clears throat> so Varys was basically um Jorah was relaying messages as a spy for King's Landing mm-hmm. in Dorne. Or and uh in uh in Essos. Essos. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, you got that part at least. All right. I'm putting stuff the together. The why will become clear yeah. later. Um, or yeah. earlier. Whichever. Also, later. Uh, Sir Barristan. Sir, Sir Barristan's having this moment with Daenerys, and I was like, is this Daenerys' dad or something? <laughs> like, what's going on here? And he must die, and then I started to put it together. Oh, this is the one it starts with in the next episode, him, yeah. him being dead. Speaking um, of, yeah, was George R. R. Martin just like looking at some stairs while he was writing this? Because he's like, ah, oh, what do I name these people? Bannister, uh, uh, <laughs> Lannister, Lannister. <laughs> and then again later, like uh, Bannister, uh, uh, Bear, Barristan. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, Bannister. Get a lot of mileage out of these <laughs> stairs. <laughs> Stark. <laughs> I'm stark out of ideas. Hey, hey that's the name. Uh, from the north, you know, it's a stark land of snow. And mm. ah, hey, I got two and one there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. What else do I got? I think I might be running out of notes here. Tyrion, <laughs> we're out of Mont. I need more Mont. <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, uh, got another one. That, that was a stretch. I'm sorry. I don't know if that joke is gonna make sense. I'll let the audience decide. Yeah, that's yeah. for you, listener. You chuckling? Did you I, laugh at that? I'm, I'm having a little internal laugh at my very clever joke. I hope that it scans. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a maniac. Um, I think that's it. It's all, it's all your stuff? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have some notes about things we've talked about a little bit, like Rhaegar. I, I haven't really heard Rhaegar, the name Rhaegar very often, but mm-hmm. I think... <clears throat> I got the sense that it comes up a couple times this episode. Is Rhaegar is Rhaegar the John's father, or is that that's the guy that? Yes. Okay. Rhaegar yeah. is John's father. Because He's the one that absconded with Lyanna, who they're talking about in the crypt. Yes. And they had they had little John who they had to hide. Yeah. Because okay. Robert wanted to murder him. Yeah, that's no fun. Don't get murdered. Run. Right. If I, you're trying to get murdered, <clears throat> run. Yeah. Just I don't. Just just don't get murdered. I do it's like that, easy. that he gave the Targaryens just dragon names. <laughs> Rhaegar's not a human name. Rhaegar. That's a dragon name. Yeah. Daenerys. That's the name for a dinosaur that shoots fire <laughs> out of its face. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah that, it, I think that, like I, I asked Chris, I was like, oh, so is this the like fake the the rape that did not happen type of thing that i've learned about in the future yes and he was like yes and i'm like well this is nice like finally that is starting to become <clears throat> relevant to anything mm-hmm. happening other than yeah. like it, like i'm starting to understand 
more fully like why that means john is like the heir and mm-hmm. like you can learn something but out of context it all just kind of seems like mush and like now it's starting to get sewed into the story for me like oh okay like you're, you're putting political implications on yeah, the things yeah for real there, there were also political implications in this show, like uh, like Tommen yeah. walking up the stairs and oh my god, people that, like yelling at him. Actually, that was probably the most fun I had in the <laughs> episode. I didn't write much about it just because there's not much to write about. Yeah. But it was it was pretty fun to watch him just go from sort of being kind of ignorant in his room he's like sort of in his room playing yeah and then, and then i'm sitting here being king <laughs> he's just playing with his legos well it's yeah honestly like I, the vibe is like he's playing and then and then someone comes in and is like hey your mom just like did a bunch of crazy shit it's his it's his it's his wife, wife. yeah and then she's like do something and then he's like i will and then he's like all excited about it and then he goes and then he's like oh i i can't and then he comes back he's like i can't and then she's like what the hell man yeah. and then he's like well you want to play and then she's just like no, no i gotta go i gotta do adult things i love it because like she oh. oh sorry like when like when she, part of my favorite part of that scene yeah i'm i'm gonna talk um is like she walks in and is like treating him like like an equal player yeah and like your mom did this and then he's like my my mom and she's like oh right you're a child yeah 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 yep. face on yep. my sweet king yeah there's that element there are two scenes in this movie that i think are intentionally thematically linked where and i don't necessarily think that the implications of this thematic linking are are good or nor nor are they something that i that i personally espouse <clears throat> but there's one scene where the red lady tries to get her way with John yeah. by sexing him up. Mm-hmm. And then we have another scene with Marjorie and Tommen where she tries to get away with Tommen by holding her affection right. over him like a carrot. Right. It's and, like, well, we can't quite yeah. do this any other way because you're kind of thick. Yeah. So. And, oh, my God. <laughs> Do we get the same exact thing with Baelish and... Because uh, Baelish is doing that to Sansa. Is he, though? Sansa's very smart. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it is unclear when she makes the... the uh, Jumps over the fence of like being manipulated by Baelish to manipulating Baelish. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'm wondering if that moment was it. Where he leans oh. in for a kiss that she was probably not into, but she acts like she is. Yeah. And I wonder if she is doing the same thing, like well, that promising would... affection so that she can get a person to do something. <clears throat> well, that would make sense because her, like, her, she doesn't say hurry back, but her thing is like, well, I expect I'll be a married woman by the time you return. Yeah. yeah. Sort of, yeah. Uh, sort of like you better hurry your up. ass up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't leave me here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, more than that, it's it's like... You know, I want to give you my affection is what that that means. But like, I, you know, things are going to get weird here. Yeah. And I think that that like that message from her to him is wildly out of character. And that like, I think that she was was rolling deception there yeah. a little bit. And, yeah. and given those other two scenes, like linking that behavior of like a woman using attraction to manipulate something out of a man i think that that's a third instance of the same theme right but it's much much more subtle a power that must be abused if it's one of the few powers i think sansa is is the best written character in the show yeah yeah which is funny because so far it's so it, it like Every everything that she's been doing is so outside of like i do not see it happening yeah, which is why, I, in a weird way, it must be really well written in there. It's either really well written or her story takes a wild turn that makes no sense. Yeah. And I'm honestly more inclined to go with the latter. But yeah, but yeah, the, there's like, know. like watching it backward. I have st- it's still hard for me to pinpoint exactly where she's manipulating and not. Yeah. Um. And and those are I feel like if you go back to the episodes previous that we've done, you could see that that like I. Sansa is sort of a mystery to me. Mm. I just cannot quite figure out. Like, cause the whole time I thought that things were just felt weird. You were all like, Oh, like there's some stuff happening. She's playing people where 
And I'm like, why? Well, I, I still. It's one <clears> of the few <throat> plot lines where I, I still can't quite pinpoint mm. where. Like, usually there's a moment where it all comes together, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is where this is their plan. But like Sansa's plans are all internal. Like it, she sort of has to fight for herself in a lot of ways that make it so that it's hard to show what's going yeah. on in her head. She's like it, also playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. Just like everyone else, she's just playing it her way, which is the way that winds up working in the end. And she's also in a she's also in a lot of situation like she's in a situation where her, she thinks all of her family's dead. Mm-hmm. So she is alone. <clears throat> she can't quite confide in anyone. Yeah. So she has to play her own game and mm-hmm. she has to play people like she's playing with them too. Yeah. But and then, like, especially in this scenario, she's in a horrible situation where, like, she is being, she's like a captive of, like, the worst people. So it's like, yeah, of course. Like, you got to play something. Like, you got to get out of this somehow. I'm just, and that's I, what Baelish is saying there. Like, Baelish is basically like, you got to do something. So do something. I'm trying to give the show more benefit of the doubt than I, than I normally would because yeah. if I'm going to sit here and talk about it, I can't just be like, it's stupid every time. Like that Dumb. can't be the only thing I have to say. Dumb. But in doing that and like reassessing my my attitude toward the show, I'm realizing some things about it that I am grateful for now. Nice. Where like I should have been giving it a little bit more leeway for some stuff, but when you DM a game of D and D and your players notice an inconsistency with the way that a character that they run into is behaving, they usually go, Hey, you fucked that up when really what's happening is like there's inconsistencies in that character's story because they're hiding something from you. Yeah. Like there's something about them that you don't know. But 90% of the time, players will not take that hint and they'll just get mad that you fucked up and the story's inconsistent. <laughs> well, and I think I did that yeah, a lot it, with this show. Yeah, it that happens yeah. a lot with... <clears throat> That happens a lot with movies. Like I didn't. I, I, well, I mean, I can't really talk about Parasite with you because you didn't see it yet. No, I want to. Very but bad. there, there were moments where there was a woman talking behind me the whole time, and she kept doing that. Like she was just like, <laughs> "Oh, that's weird. That seems out of character." Like literally saying shit like that, and I'm just like. Have you been watching this movie? Like, they've earned a lot by doing a lot. So just, like, roll with it because I yeah. think there's an explanation. There's here. probably like, something coming up. And yeah. then, like, so, literally 10 minutes, it's like, <clears throat> there's the explanation. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it just, just, just let, hold on, like, lady. let the ride yeah. happen before It's just you're... the noise to signal ratio with this show is so low. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, it's not. It, it, and that's the other thing is it's like, coming, coming from it from, like, the low part of the series moving towards the high part we're sort of getting to this thing where you can stop being like, oh, that was just dumb because like there, we're like there's we're a pa- lot of that. There was yeah. a lot of it that was dumb, right? Um, so. And we're moving. I thought, um, I, I was very like, I, I was getting excited because I thought like the the jump the shark moment was coming up, but it's not. I I missed that episode, the other way. Um, there was that part with the sand snakes where she says you need bad pussy. Oh yeah, and like that is the part where the show just falls off a cliff for Wait, me. Wait, have I seen that? Yeah. In this episode? No, it was the end of the, this season. It was the end of season five. Oh. And that is like a hard turn moment. Because like I'm watching, again, like as I'm, as I'm noting these scenes. Oh, I do think I remember that. Yeah. You're like, I'm like, it, it, it's right, it, it's right up before that. Like, I think it's like the noting where I'm, I'm watching it like jump scenes a whole bunch because mm-hmm. it's starting to, they've decided that, like, oh, we're going to end this sooner than we yeah, thought. This is an and we need game. to fast forward. Yeah. Your, um, your shark jump comes much later in the show than mine does. Mm, yeah, I give them. I give them season five. I was I, I was rolling with season five and watching backwards. I think it still notes to me because like there's really interesting pieces that I'm watching, like watching them travel again, watching them do normal stuff yeah, again. Like, so we're in a boat you get now. why the segue mm-hmm. kind of took a bit. Yeah, yeah and like I, I can see the point now where it like sort of flips and uh, becomes. Yeah. The geopolitics the matter again. Yeah, like yeah. in this in Travel this scene, there is a part of your plot. Tommen yeah. realized, like, oh, I can't just go clear out this faith militant because the people are very angry about it. Yeah, and that I, dude and can they, barely and, go outside. Right? It's yeah. like, oh, they they don't support me at all. Shit, there are political implications here. <laughs> yeah, like there's like there's these cool parts of the show again. I yeah, I like it. Speaking of Tom and again, like that's another one where I've only seen him <clears throat> being treated as a child, kind of being mm-hmm. and. Now I finally get to see why, like, I've been in a job before, actually, like, where I was good at the job, but not 
my I was not the personality type to do it. Mm. And literally it made it so that I couldn't be as good as I could be or like the person that should basically directing live TV. Like you have to to direct a team and to like command people in a in a way that is like not command but like you're you're the head and you're mm-hmm. you're like leading the ship type of thing and you have to be you're the TV captain. You have to be thinking about Every possible problem that could happen, mm-hmm. how to fix it, you have to be quick on your feet. And I'm just absolutely not that person. And to the point where it was like, I'm good at this because I care and I have like a certain level of taste. But then I would, the moments would happen where my technical director next to me would be sort of frustrated <laughs> with me not foreseeing certain things mm. and then not not um like using my power to fix those before it could happen not basically not being capable quite of, of doing that job and like when you start to see that then it's like oh i either back out and let someone do this that actually is a- equipped to do this or it's just going to kind of stagnate here like where i'm where i'm at and the issue with being the issue with uh the system of kings is that you're born in and then you're just who it does who you're yeah. rolling it, the dice it doesn't matter if like, you suck or not what kind of person are you oh you're like a kid who's just sort of kind-hearted and naive not, yeah. yeah and just sort of naive and sort of don't really have a lot of hard bones in your body about things like you're not passionate about any type of like changing anything you know it's just like you're just sort of a good you're kid. in your room playing with your yeah, blocks and, mm-hmm. and, and like that it points to why that sort of system does not work it's like okay you get the power and it's mostly just about family because you're useless like the lego movie but when they finally show the kid playing it's time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you're like you're like looking at this guard <laughs> the guard's just like you know you could tell us to kill them like i know how to do this job but I'm a guard. To be yeah. fair, though, the kid looks around. And he's like, "All right, how many guys I got on my side? Uh, twelve. How many on their side? About twelve. My guys are better armed. Piece of shit, kid. We hate you. Uh, uh I'm scared. Oh, 12's probably not enough. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Let's go home. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna die. Let's just go home. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like I feel I feel for him. Like it's like I I see a lot of like like there there's some. It's an interesting position that he is in. Like it, yep. and honestly, it it's kind of fascinating to watch how it plays out. Like it's mm-hmm. actually pretty realistic. It's like this kid has no business being where he is, and no, no business making the decisions he's making. <clears throat> and it just like it goes from him playing with Legos in his bedroom to like him jumping out of a uh, yeah a window. And like I see how that happens. Like there's like there's some serious interesting things happening there but it's mm-hmm. yeah it's just like god damn he was not prepared for the awful shit that was about to happen to him yeah also, like this world is hard cersei is supposed to be a a reasonable tactician and like a decent like thinking mind she arms the faith militant to go after one person delivers a speech about sinners who are rich that he can get mm-hmm. to yep. his face mm-hmm and at no point is she like, hmm, there's no way this is going to come back to bite me. Yeah. there. I, I don't know. Well, that's, that's, I think that's kind of the point. Like, uh, characters have said to her several points in this show um, past here, they're like, you are not as smart as your father. You're not as yeah. clever as you think you are. You are not the tactician that you think you are. Yeah. And I think that's, so her it, arming the faith militant, I think, I think is in just, her character because she thinks she's smart, but she is not as smart as she like she cannot I mean, is see she, is she like as stupid as a as cantaloupe head. or like because that one just God that one damn. was um particularly dumb yeah but yeah i don't know i don't know like yeah. what, maybe she was just too hopped up on goofy juice all day every it, day at it, this point in the story it is comical she does drink. it is yeah. comical how quickly that explodes on her that, that, yeah. that, does, like, that does come back really right, like quickly three episodes later and she's naked and in jail right yeah. yeah and like yeah 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 it's just like ooh, that didn't like you know there that, was a there's a kernel of an idea that got like way overdone yeah, like you know that that comic where there's a guy riding a bike and he shoves a stick in the spokes and then blames somebody else when he's on the ground. Yeah, this is that. exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> fucking sparrow. Uh, ouch. All right, yeah, that's all my notes. What do y'all think? I think. I don't know. All of you, any questions? 
I don't know if I have any questions. Interesting notes, tidbits. I do have a, a comment for anyone that, that plays that plays Total War games that might be listening. Um, <laughs> all of the main characters are, are legendary lords and that they can wade into battle and kill tons of people before mm-hmm. ever going down. They have extra power. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Their, their melee attack and melee defense is way higher than everyone around uh-huh. them. As they Chris are says, player plot characters. armor. Yeah. They are yeah. player characters, yep. yeah. Like, uh, like that moment where, what's his name, Bob? Uh, Grey Worm is fighting in the hall with yeah the guy that dies eventually. What's yeah. his name? Barristan. Barristan. And like Barristan's fighting and Bannister. Then like, <laughs> Bannister. Yeah. Uh, there, Bannister there, staircase. There's like literally multiple enemies just sort of like running around to the right in they, this yeah. tiny hall. It's like any of them could have just. They love to do this thing where they backhand somebody and they spin around and fall prone, like face first, facing away, <laughs> and then they hesitate for a minute and then they're like. I think I'll go for a slashing blow and not a backstab, and I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna give them a minute. Yeah. Or yeah. they just wait there with their sword, like they all for like <laughs> during their pose. You can, their yeah, pose. yeah. Just, it's 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 even worse in yeah. this like fight scene montage because they have at one point all attacked together on other people. Yeah, and they just suddenly forgotten how to Those do stab that. children are the best fighters in the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can take down anybody. Yeah, they 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 knew how to attack children all at the same the time. Yeah, they probably got Everyone away from. Else forgot. They probably got away from the dragon destroying the city. I imagine. No, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like they're probably out there stabbing up people left and right. right. Like they're <laughs> they're following the dragon right now. Yeah. They're going to gang there's up and kill horror, it later. A, that's where Drogon went. That's where he's like, he's like the stab children he, he found him. him. He saw him fleeing. He's like, no, yeah. no, no. That's, that's flew off. That Someone started been the, putting all their skill points in those children. Right? Yeah. That should he have know, been the, the he, like end credits like special scene is 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 uh, uh Bran going like perhaps I can find him and then like we show him like yes. like warged out and then like flying some crows somewhere and he just sees like thirty five children with little knives just stabbing the shit out of Drogon just flailing around throwing children left and right. Oh, <laughs> oh. boy! All right. I just want to play Diablo after we, right. we, we just kept talking about Diablo. Yeah. Like, the the masks that the like sort oh, yeah. of revolutionaries the, the, wear those and, are like, creepy as fuck. And honestly, I the lo- I love that costume. Even the design. armor, like everything about Dorn, or is that Dorn? that's Marine? Marine. Anything that happens in Marine and Dorn and any of this anywhere warm. Yeah, it's all very Diablo. Very like ah, yep. oh, the port city of Loot Ah, yes. <laughs> Stay a while. Stay a while and listen. Oh, Herodric Cube. Ah, yes. Thank you for saving me. Now I will identify Tyrion, your rare I mean, items. Tyrion. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't have anything else. No. I, I made my stairs joke. I'm happy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got a good stairs no, joke yeah. in. I, I like questions that. from this one. Mm-hmm. You just sort of... Yeah. Watching gotta, stuff. Watching not, stuff back. You're, wa- you're not fun. watching threads... Unwind. You're watching threads rewind. Yeah, go back yeah. into Things the nice little, nice little in. rope. Yeah, I got a good joke in about uh, J or uh, George R. R. Martin uh, naming his characters yeah. by yelling, "He needs more Mont." And uh, I hope that that that, that someone lands. lands. I hope that yeah, somebody yeah. hears That's that joke. That's for the one says, listener that understands yeah. that. If someone's running, jogging, and listening, and they listeners, just if, if, if you if you listen to that joke and you go, go "Heh." Or similar, uh, you owe me a comment. Yeah. Yeah. Comment on Anchor. <laughs> Go to Anchor. Put a dollar in my if you Ko-Fi. Like, subscribe. <laughs> if you push, share with a friend. Air out of your nose at that yeah. joke. <laughs> yeah, if it increases the velocity of your aspiration, <laughs> uh, you just just throw me a buck on Ko-Fi. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Where? Hear the little folk song about a short and dragon. And Kurt's watching it backward, he ain't seen it before. What will he find out? Turns out shows are kind of boring backward, but that's okay. We're gonna keep doing this weird fucking podcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs>